Yes, sir. Welcome to the JFNS Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Asim Sullivan. Hope everyone is enjoying their day, enjoying their year, you know, staying safe and everything like that. Um, This year coming up, we also have the Jam Finesse Challenge 2022 edition, all right? <laughs> so 2022 Jam Finesse Challenge. Um, anyone that was at the 2021 one knows it was, you know, a great event. We had, you know, college coaches in attendance. It was a great atmosphere, great competition, and, you know, just a fun day to be had by all. So check out the 2022 Jam Finesse Challenge coming in May, all right? Also, you can get updates on this event at Jam Finesse on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Jam Finesse. But now we have a special episode of the Jam Finesse Hoops Podcast, so tune in. Welcome to the Jam Finesse Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Asim Sullivan, and we have a special guest in the building. We have Coach Ryan Gensler, who is an assistant coach and a recruiting coordinator at the University of Dayton. Coach Ryan, what's going on, man? Not too much. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Anytime. Thanks for coming. All right. So, Ryan, um, could you tell us about your background, like uh, growing up and how it eventually led to you having such a significant role in the basketball world? Yeah, definitely. You know, I grew up in uh, in upstate New York, uh, in Syracuse, and, um, you know, grew up in the, in the old Big East kind of feeling. And, uh, you know, going up to the Carrier Dome and spending nights up there, you know, was, uh, was a way of life and um, was always, you know, a, a big, you know, basketball fan and, and was my first love of sport. Um, you know, played at Christian Brothers Academy in Syracuse, played alongside, uh, Greg Paulus, who went on to play at Duke, um, you know, so we had a, a really good thing going there. Um, you know, I kind of hit my growth spurt a little bit late, uh, so I, I didn't have as many great options collegiately to play um, coming out of high school. I kind of hit my, my spurt when I was in college, but uh, I chose a school to go uh, to academically, and that was uh, St. Joseph's University in, in Philly. And, um, you know, by way of that, I was able to, um, you know, still find my love of being in the gym and around team and, you know, found that uh, by way of uh, making friends with some of the women's basketball players and they needed practice guys. And uh, so got involved that way. And, and that kind of uh, led to working in their office and, you know, traveling with them, being a manager. And then uh, that kind of kickstarted everything into uh, possibly a career in coaching and, and being involved in, in college sports and uh, that's where, you know, my career kind of took off as a GA at Providence College and then, um, you know, as an assistant at St. Bonaventure um, and, and therefore, you know, after, you know, Loyola, Florida and now at Dayton uh, going into my I'm currently in my fifth year here. Fifth year at Dayton, you said, right? Mm hmm. All right. And then as a recruiting coordinator, could you just talk about, you know, your role um with Dayton a little bit more, like the yeah. day-to-day of being the recruiting coordinator? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's it's really just a title. I mean, we have a really good uh, group of coaches and a head coach that really believes in the importance of recruiting. So, you know, everyone does a great deal um, of recruiting in our program. And I think that's what the best, you know, programs in the country do is you, you kind of – everyone pulls, you know, uh, and, and rows the boat in the, in the same direction. Um, but day to day, you know, for me, it's, it's really just, you know, keeping us organized as far as who's playing games, who to follow up with, you know, making sure that our roster um, as it ebbs and flows in this new age of transfer portal and um, of, you know, just trying to manage the roster year to year. You used to be able to plan your roster two or three years out 
Um, and I think, you know, now it's, it's mainly more year to year. You certainly project and plan for the future and re- recruit high school kids. You still recruit junior college kids. You still recruit internationally and you still have um, a good eye of what's in the transfer portal. But I think nowadays you've got to kind of, you know, have a good pulse of every position out there. You can't just, uh, you know, assume that your roster is going to look the same next year and, you know, uh, and can't, you know, keep your eyes closed to good possibilities that are out there to improve your roster. So I think for us, it's just kind of having that watchful uh, lens on that kind of thing. And then, you know, when we, we do go out recruiting, you know, making sure that uh, our coaches are at the right spots, you know, now, nowadays it's, you know, high school tournaments and great events, you know, in and around the country. And then certainly in the summertime, your AU events and, and making sure we're at the right places and allocating our time appropriately. So when recruiting, you know, a player, whether it be, you know, with uh, the transfer portal being, you know, a big part mm-hmm. of recruitment now, probably like the biggest it's ever been. And then um, so when recruiting a player, what are some things that, you know, um, Dayton looks for, like from a player on and off the court? Yeah, you know, we, we look to, to match our core values here at Dayton that our head coach has done a really good job of, of implementing. I think one of the, the best stats of our program that, you know, I can hang my hat on and, and that I feel probably most proud about. You know, we've, we've certainly won championships. We've gone to NCAAs, um, you know, and those are great things. But we have only had three players leave our program in five years. And, you know, a lot of schools have three players leave in a calendar year or, or sometimes even in a week. And um, so when we look to bring players in, um, you know, they have to be, you know, aligned with our core values. And, you know, that that's always – you know, family oriented, you know, they're relentless in their pursuit of being elite. Um, you know, they're willing to optimize every opportunity that, that that's given to them and that they're really grateful, you know, to be here. So, you know, we look for kids with high integrity. Uh, we look for kids that are, you know, consistent in what they do um, and, and are really, you know, appreciative in, in the day to day. And I think, you know, if you find those core values first, you know, then the, the basketball things on top of that will end up aligning. Because uh, basketball is basketball, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the special teams are the ones that can align, you know, the core values of the program with the basketball skill. You know, credit the team's recent success to. Honestly, I didn't even realize we were on a nine game winning streak. And, and I think that's a, a tribute to our head coach and, and her just kind of day to day approach. Um, you know, we, we have a, a saying around here, we, we, you know, we say we do everything one way. And, and that's really just singular approach so we're very process driven in that so you know we we play a game and we're on to the next one we never really look uh far ahead or or behind us but I I think we had a really challenging non-conference schedule and I I think you know when when you do that you're you are able to identify strengths and weaknesses early in the season and I think that's really helpful um, to be able to, you know, build upon your, your strengths and identify and work on the weaknesses. So I think we've been able to do that as the season's gone along. And I think, you know, the more time that we've been able to spend doing that and, and capitalizing on that, I think that's kind of propelled us in those wins. But we have an unbelievable group. Of, we have kind of three super seniors that are taking their COVID year. We have two uh, unbelievable seniors uh, on top of that and, um, and some really good underclassmen that are mixed in there. Um, that have really kind of found a, a groove and rhythm within in the style that we play. So, you know, for them, you know, we don't we don't change up a lot of what we do. So getting the reps and getting the um, feel to be consistent out there has been something that's uh, probably propelled us the most during that nine game streak. But 
honestly, it's been really just a singular focus, and that's been a byproduct of it just adding up. All right, all right. And then, um, so what would you say some goals will do uh, mm-hmm. looking forward, like some goals and, like, uh, plans that you have, like, individually, like, moving forward? Because I know you're already, you know, very successful being at, you know, a prestigious, you know, Division One university at Dayton. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some – what's next for – Coach Gensler. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, if you know the answer to that, let my wife know, because she's always asking me the, the same thing. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, for us, it's it's just doing as good a job as you can where you're at. You know, I think uh, it's never a good thing to be one foot, you know, somewhere and one foot somewhere else. So, you know, I've always kind of had the approach to be, you know, be where your feet are. And, and you know, if you're going to do something, jump two feet in. And so for us, it's, it's really just, you know, Sunday and trying to beat St. Louis. It's also, you know, trying to, to maximize, you know, the, this season with, with this really special group, like I said, having three super seniors will, will never happen again. Um, so just kind of pouring into this season as much as we can. Um, and then the, the rest kind of takes care of itself, you know, in the long term. Um, you know, would I love to be a head coach someday? Absolutely. Um, am I in a hurry to do that? No, I'm, I'm in a really good spot. University of Dayton is a, a great place, um, not only to, to professionally, you know, with I work with uh, one of the best coaches in the country and Shauna Green. I've known her for over 10 years. You know, it's, it's so nice to know that you can trust and rely on good people to work in this with. So um, it's a great place to raise a family. I've got, you know, a three-year-old or a near three-year-old and my wife has a, a great job locally. So, you know, it, it honestly, it reminds me of my hometown of Syracuse where, you know, basketball is king and, you know, uh, the, the city loves its university and that's exactly what Dayton is. So, you know, I hope to God we're here for a long time, but um, you know, if there is an opportunity to become a head coach in the future, I, I would love that opportunity. Okay. Definitely sounds good. I could see you definitely being a you know head coach um, in the near future, but um, what you said about you know just being present and stuff is definitely you know true as well. You just got to mm-hmm. be present in the moment, and the rest will take care of itself. Firm believer in that as well. So thanks for that, coach. <laughs> Absolutely. What advice do you have? I guess to wrap up, what advice do you have for you know someone trying to move up the basketball ranks mm-hmm. altogether, whether that be at a a coaching position um, or, you know, administrative position. Yeah. Anyone trying to move up the basketball ranks. I would say, you know, do an incredible job at what you're supposed to do and then ask for a little bit more, um, you know, to, to give you a, a quick story. When I was um, at University of Florida, I was the video coordinator and I had been an assistant coach for four years. So it was kind of weird taking a step back. But um, I, I took that as an opportunity to really – um, do a great job for the assistant coaches, knowing exactly what they wanted. And then I took a couple of like passion projects um, and really just exploded with them. Um, Bill Ferrara, who uh, is an assistant at St. John's down by you now, um, had brought the idea of positive energy transfer to our team. And so we calculated that with power of touch. And that was literally tracking high fives in practice. So, you know, I I thought that was, you know, really unique. And that was something that I took as a video coordinator and I wasn't allowed on the court, but I could observe practice and I ended up charting it. I ended up uh, studying it and uh, bringing up more concepts of positive energy transfer to the team. 
Um, and, and it helped us in a lot of ways. And that's something that I've carried with me. Uh, so, you know, even though you might not have the biggest role in your organization or in your current position, expand upon it, you know, ask for advice of how you can do it a little bit more or deep dive into something that you're doing to, you know, get the most out of it. And I think people will recognize that um, the, the right people will recognize that. And, and hopefully that'll propel you, you know, and show that, you know, you're willing to, to do whatever it takes, you know, in your current position. But uh, that would be my best advice is, is do the job that you're doing to the absolute best of your ability and then to be around great people. Um, you know, if you're if you're with good people, you know, the grass isn't always greener. Don't jump at, at opportunities just because of, you know, a name or a brand or, you know, a, a paycheck. You know, longevity in this thing is about being around the right people who do it the right way and believe in the right things, because ultimately those are the people that you want in your in your uh you know, trench at the, at the end of the day. And, um, you know, I've been fortunate. That's kind of how I've propelled of being around just good people who align in core values. And, and that's how, you know, special things happen. Well, thank you. That's great advice coach. And that, um, uh, that what's the word I'm looking for that word or that concept of positive energy mm-hmm. transfer, uh, that's, you know, interesting to think about. Cause I think that's, you know, on the court, that's why teams go on. That makes sense of why teams go on different like runs and stuff. Yeah. And then um, how the momentum just transfers. That's how runs happen. I always wondered something like that, like how how do basketball runs happen, or how do teams and, go on slumps? And, and the flip and stuff side like of that. that is true too, right? So if you're if you're on the other side of that run, how do you get out of that run faster, right? Because teams are going to hit open shots and they they start going well if you start going in separate directions or you're not the first one to go pick that person up who, you know, on that block charge call got called for a block instead of a charge. And that team's all, you know, dapping up, like that helps your connectivity kind of stay, you know, at a good point and not get to the lowest of lows. And, and when we studied it, that's, that was the biggest takeaway that I took is like, Hey, how do we get out of this? Not necessarily, it's, it's easy to, to be, you know, positive and, engaging and, and, you know, uh, enthusiastic when you're having great success. Right. But it's like, when you don't, how do you get out of that quicker? Wow. Yep. All that stuff, body language and everything. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, thank you coach for coming on. Um, this was, you know, a great interview. I definitely, you know, learned a lot just now. Um, so, you know, thank you for coming on and, you know, we definitely would like to have you on again, you know, real soon. No, I, I appreciate you Asim. us upstate New York guys got to stick together, man. Yeah. I, I know you spent some time in Cortland. That was, that was just down the road for me and Q. So uh, whenever I was driving home up 81 from St. Joe's to, to Q's, it was always a good, a good point in the trip when I was passing Cortland, I knew I was home. Like, oh yeah. Exactly. In, in the nick of time. <laughs> exactly. About 45 minutes away. right? Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, coach. Talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks Asim. All right. Bye. <laughs> Wow. Once again, big thank you to Coach Gensler for coming on the show. I definitely learned a lot. So hopefully all of you out there did as well. All right. So you can follow Coach Gensler at Ryan Gensler on Twitter. And you can follow Jim Finesse on Twitter and Instagram at Jim Finesse for updates on events. And, you know, more episodes, more podcast episodes and much, much more. All right. Twitter and IG at Jim Finesse. But until next time. I'll see you on the Jim Finesse Hoops podcast.